you know that bad Santas go to hell? You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. why. Santa Claus is coming to town, gather round. Throughout film history, Santa Claus has been coming to town for a variety of reasons, mostly to bring gifts to good girls and boys and spread holiday cheer. But not always. Sometimes good old Saint Nick just wants to punish naughty children, or anyone who gets in his way. Did you know that bad Santas go to hell? You will after today's special Christmas episode of Slums of Film History, where we'll discuss the legacy of what I like to call Santagonists, where that jolly little elf isn't so jolly. So be good for goodness sake, because if you're naughty, you might get something a hell of a lot worse than just a bag full of coal this Christmas. So welcome to the special holiday edition of Slums of Film History, and happy holidays. You better watch out. 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 This is Slums of Film History, a lowbrow look into the high art of cinema. Every episode is an in-depth look into a niche topic of film that is not normally discussed in polite company. I'm Slate. And I'm Tom. In each episode, each one of us researches our respective topic, writes an episode, and then schools the other. We discuss everything from bodily fluids to TNA to exploding heads. If there's a film subject that's too taboo, we haven't found it yet. Welcome. Season's greetings, Slate. Happy holidays, Tom. Oh, thank you. Welcome. So this is the the final episode of the season. Last episode. Our last episode. Episode number 12. It's been a hell of a ride. Yeah, it's been a good season. Our first season. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so, and I'm excited because we have a holiday theme. We're going to talk about those shady Santas. Bad Santas go to hell, and uh-huh. we talk about a variety of bad Santas, especially those murderous ones, which are always my favorite. Yeah. So before you start in Bad Santas Go to Hell, let's talk a little bit about what to expect for next season and when to expect it. All right, good deal. The answer is we don't know. No, that's not true. <laughs> we do know. We know we're doing a spring season. Yes. We are going to take most of the month of January off. Yes. Where we're not well needed. doing well 25 million things along with working our regular full-time jobs right. on the podcast. So we're going to take most of January off, and then we're going to start uh, in February and March writing new episodes. Oh, we'll yeah. We'll be back with a 12 episode season in early spring yes you're saying june i'm saying may i think may i'm also fine. saying april i'm not saying april i'm also saying march yeah i'm not saying that we'll be either. back in january no. yeah no <laughs> but sometime in early spring we will be back with uh 12 more uh, 12 episodes, more episodes and then we'll probably two. have a third season if all goes well it, later on in the year so that's kind of the schedule we're working on right now right so we'll see you back in the spring all right but before we close that out uh, we're going to have some Christmas cheer and talk about Santa. But even before that, because I actually want to relay a story since this kind of goes back to the beginning. We we aired our first episode October 7th. Mm-hmm. And it was a weekend that I came up to New York for the New York Film Festival. Right. And we recorded a bunch of episodes. 
And the last night I was in New York, I went to the Edward R. Murrow's Award, which is an Excellence in Journalism Award show. It was done at Gotham Hall right there near, in Times Square. You may ask why I was there, and it's because I'm just cool like that, and I can, you know, get in anywhere. I, I knew people, that's all. Yep, I, I didn't just go. Them, I was yeah. at home getting drunk um, by myself. Right, and, well, and that's why I went. They had an open bar, mm-hmm. so... Yes. I heard you did some drinking there. You heard correctly. So it was a very nice venue, very nice event. All these great names in journalism were there. They got a lot of really nice awards. I mean, it was a wonderful event. Well done. And, of course, I'm sneaking in there because, of course. You were the riffraff. I was the riffraff, but I put on a suit so nobody knew who I was. Anyway, I'm sitting at the table, and I'm sitting there with people from New York Times. Um, They're kind of toolish. I'm just going to say I don't give a fuck. And plus open bar, so I was drinking. So maybe it was just me. But I'm sitting at the table, and there's a bunch of people I don't know at the table. Anyway, it turns out I had no idea, but I was also sharing the table with Julie Schneider and Dana Chivas from uh, some Cereal, some podcast yeah. called Serial. Have you heard of this one? Yeah, it's up and coming. Yeah, so this is the biggest podcast ever. So we had just premiered our podcast, and then we've got the Serial people hanging out at my table. So you've got the whole spectrum of podcasts right there yep. at the Edward R. Murrow Award. But, of course, I didn't know who they were because, well, open bar, and I was shit-faced. And, but then I found out halfway through that that's who they were, but I didn't get a chance to talk to them because I was, you know, going to say, you know, we're we're colleagues yeah, in arms, of course, of, uh, you know, yeah. because you have a podcast and I have a podcast. So, But I didn't know that it was them. When they got called to get their award, I'm like, oh, shit. I'll just snag them on the way back, but they never came back to the table. So they got their award, they got their award and, 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 and they yeah. dropped the mic and got the fuck out of there. Yeah. And so I was like kind of sad that, but just to show you, you know, there you have it all at one table. You've got, you know, one of the most beloved, well-researched and renowned podcasts ever. And and then Serial was there too. So that was awesome. I was really happy about that. <laughs> anyway, that was like my brush with fame. And I don't know, I thought it was fun. Yep. Next year, I'll probably harass them and horrify them and tell them to listen to Slums of Film History. And, which, put, a, and then put a Slums of Film History bumper sticker on their back. Oh, yes. Yeah, Yeah. I am. Just slap it on the back. So moving on to that, I'm excited about today's episode. Me too. Because I'm a big fan of Christmas. I get a lot of good cheer. So researching this podcast and looking for some pretty shady depictions of Santa, I find all these interesting tidbits of information. And it's just amazing how Santa has been portrayed over the years and the controversies and everything will go into all of that. I had a lot of fun with this one. I was jealous on this topic when you picked this one. I was like, eh, fuck Tom got the holiday episode. I did get the holiday episode. So yeah, I was very happy about one. that. So again, let's get started. Grab some eggnog and put a lot of alcohol in it because you're going to fucking need it. Mm-hmm. Let's start with uh, Santa Claus and movies. Santa Claus has been in movies since movies began. Okay. I guess the Christmas special has just always been around, mm-hmm. even from the dawn of film. The first one I could find was a silent film, a short called, and this is the first appearance of Santa that I could find, called Santa Claus Filling Stockings. I'm sure there's a porn joke in there somewhere. I'm surprised you didn't jump on that slate. That was from 1897, and it was exactly that. I mean, Santa Claus comes yeah, out of the chimney, fills, mm-hmm. he fills up stockings. Happy holidays, and he's gone. It's a lost film. I couldn't find it anywhere, so I think it's just noted that it existed. Right. Most of the movies from the late 1800s don't exist anymore. Don't exist anymore. So to note the descriptions and everything, it pretty much followed along what we, like Santa Claus does now. You know, the red suit, he comes on the chimney, he puts shit in stockings, and then he- He puts shit in the stockings? Oh, that would be awesome. Well, if they're naughty, he takes a shit in your stocking. that's a movie I'd like to see. Santa Claus shitting stockings. (laughs) Now, there's a a niche porn for you right there. So Santa 
Santa Claus, he puts things in people's stockings, things. and then he leaves, and that's that so whole... So, like, gifts. He puts he gifts. He put gifts for good... And I guess these are good girls and uh-huh. boys. Okay. And that's it. It's a real short film, and that's all there is to note. I just mention it because it's the first time yeah, that that happened. And it's the Santa Claus you and I both know. Great. So a year after Santa Claus filling stockings came another Santa Claus silent film called Santa Claus, or The Visit from Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Really original title. It's the same thing. I mean, it's like the exact well, same movie. All those movies were just like, the same can fucking we thing. film a thing that happens and let's and see did. if we can do that? So there's not a lot of plots to those. No plot it's whatsoever. Just, yeah. And there's a bunch of them that just kind of copy that sure. over and over. And it's just fucking Santa Claus. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I just mentioned those because of the first films that featured Santa Claus. Sure. Nothing to note. And there's a lot of ripoffs that came off after that. Uh, but the first one that I thought was interesting and, and that started bringing us into this topic is a movie from 1907 called The Little Girl Who Did Not Believe in Santa Claus. Oh. I know. Yeah, we're getting we're getting Sounds somewhere like now. She gets murdered. Yeah, it's based on a famous Virginia O'Hanlon story called Yes Virginia There Is a right, Santa right, Claus. Right. I mean, not not that anybody gives a shit, but it was a little book that they made into a movie. No, I remember the whole Yes Virginia There Is a Santa Claus thing. Oh, do you? Okay. So this is based on that. Yeah. But what's interesting is Santa Claus, I guess is giving rich kids presents. And so Virginia's brother basically kidnaps him at gunpoint and ties him up with like a freaking uh, lasso and makes him give gifts to Virginia. Wow, because she's poor? Yeah, it's weird. I watched it and it's, yeah, it's, you can find it. it's on YouTube. We'll put it on the site. So poor kids do get a visit from Santa. At gunpoint. You, at gunpoint. Right. So we're getting a little edgy here with Santa Claus getting kidnapped at gunpoint to okay. give gifts to poor people. All right. One thing about that when I watched it, the title sequence is great. And you'll see it when we put it on the site because it's a very modern title sequence huh. you didn't get a chance to watch it you have to watch it but yeah, watch it. so that's the only thing to note from that but things get a little edgier as we go along mm-hmm. uh, next up is a movie from 1909 by dw griffith and it's called a trap for santa claus oh a trap yes and this is another silent film it shows children sitting in a trap to capture santa claus as he descends the chimney but instead, they capture their father who abandoned them and their mother. And see, he comes back dressed as Santa Claus to rob them. But when they catch him, he's like trying to play it off like, I am Santa Claus. But he was going to fucking rip him off. So this is the first wow. instance that I could find of a movie where someone dresses as Santa Claus and does some crazy shit. So it's not actually Santa Claus, which right. is it's important to note. And we'll talk about that as we go along. This That's is the first heavy. time. No shit. So here's he a, abandoned them. He abandoned them. Because he's a fucking dick, and then he comes back dressed as Santa Claus to, to steal yeah, from them. That's heavy material. It's very dark, mm-hmm. and that's the first instance of our bad Santa. Yeah. So the next one that I found was a movie called The Adventure of the Wrong Santa Claus. This came out in 1914. Okay. Now this is part of a series of movies. I don't know anything about this, but it's a uh, Detective Octavius. There's a series of them. This guy, he's an amateur detective, and his name's Octavius, and he's part of he does these short films. And this, I guess, is the Christmas one. Okay, so I know I some type of serial. Yeah, this yeah, was a yeah. series, so there was a bunch of them. And Octavius, from what I can tell from this movie, and I watched some of it, he goes to this house to some family friends or whatever, and a burglar comes in. I mean, he's dressed as Santa Claus, Octavius. Okay. He goes in there, but this burglar dressed as Santa comes in and tries to rob the place as Octavius is trying to. It stop, I guess it's Madcap, and Octavius tries to stop him, and okay. it's a big. But it's again a freaking Santa Claus coming in to rob motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling so you, that started to be a thing. So it started to be a yeah. thing. So then we have this whole criminal Santa Claus thing, mm-hmm. and I'm saying to set the stage for what's to come. Sure. Now, with saying that, 
we're going to jump way ahead in time. Okay. Here's why. Throughout the golden age of Hollywood, besides things like Miracle on 34th Street or whatever, where you know there's some new takes on the, the Santa Claus story, there's not a lot there. It was very G-rated. Unless you can think of a golden age movie that has someone dressed as Santa Claus. If Santa Claus is good, I don't care about it. Well, I only care about when Santa's bad. Okay, and there was nothing that really stood out. Yep. So I'm going to skip all that because I couldn't find anything. Yeah, sure. So the next stop is the 70s because you got to love the 70s. All this, Everything's great in the 70s. And this is where the whole Santagonist thing that I came up with, the label, which is your Santa antagonist, Santagonist. And by the way, I coined that term. I sent it in to Urban Dictionary, so I'm saying it's mine. I love it. So the first uh, real Santagonist that I saw was from a 1972 movie called Tales from the Crypt. Oh, right, right, right. I, this was the original Tales from the Crypt. They made a TV series after it, and I'll talk a little bit about that. But this movie was a British horror film from the 70s. It was based off of the Vault of Horrors comic strip by EC Comics. Uh-huh. And this one segment was called All Through the House. This segment starred Joan Collins, and she was a, a woman who just murdered her husband. And at the same time, she's trying to hide his body. She hears on the radio, there's a guy who escaped a lunatic asylum right, who's dressed right, as Santa. Right, right, right. He ends up showing up at her house. He's at her window. She's trying to you know, keep him out. It's basically a little cat and mouse game. So spoiler, at the end, her daughter, who thinks he's the real Santa Claus, lets him in. And of course, he comes in and strangles Joan Collins at the end. The comic came out in 1954. So really, the comic, as far as I can tell, was the first bad Santa anywhere. And it's from a comic book. Right. And if you know anything about the old EC Comics, just to bring this up and draw some parallels, EC Comics, they published a lot of horror comics, including Vault of Horrors, which is what this was from. But soon after this issue was published that had the All Through the Night story in it, that series got canceled because like the Hayes Code, the comics industry were getting censored. And so they came up with a self-regulating body called the Comics Magazine Association of America came up with the Comics Code Authority. Really? Which was the Hayes Code for comic books. I had no idea. Yeah. So they actually censored their own comics so they wouldn't be censored from the government. And they censored themselves. So horror comics, anything that, that portrayed like you know horror or sexuality or anything was banned from comics. And they were oh. till well into, the, I think, the 80s. Or maybe in early 90s, so for a long time. Wow. Yeah. That's super interesting. I had no idea. Yeah, so it was like their own Hayes Code. So that those titles, those old EC titles that were kind of edgy before that, they went to the wayside because of the Comics Code Authority. Huh. So, but this was one of the stories that came out before, yep. and it was, it was probably the first time that there was a bad Santa or at least a kill, crazed killer dressed up as Santa. It sure as shit wasn't the last one, and yep. we'll talk about that. Fun fact on the whole Tales of the Crypt thing, HBO made a series out of it in the 80s and early 90s. And they remade All Through the House again in 1989. And actually, it was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Hmm. Another thing to note, like all these big name directors did stuff for Tales of the Crypt, just to point like William Friedkin did an episode and Toby Hooper. So it was a good series. I mean, it it was pretty highbrow for that or for lowbrow stuff. Moving on from that, the rest of the 70s, there were no Santa killers. There was, you know, Black Christmas, which was a horror movie that happened. That was from 1974. It was a horror film, film, Canadian film. Some people say that one of the first slashers, maybe? It was considered one of the first slashers. And of course, it was holiday themed, but there was no Santa Claus killer. Nobody dressed as Santa to kill people. I think Margot Kidder was in it and she got killed or something. Spoiler. So... That's the only thing to really note that movie. And it was considered one of the first slashers. And it was 1974. So, yeah, I mean, it was a few years before Halloween. Yeah. The next one, though, the one that uh, I want to bring up that was a Santa Claus slasher movie was Christmas Evil from 1980. (laughs) Your favorite movie of all time. 
All right. So, yes, you did see this movie. No, I did. I did okay. see it. Yeah. You so, were making a big stink about it last Christmas. And I watched it, I think, after Christmas, which maybe was a mistake. Maybe if I had watched it. I watched it at Christmas time, and it was it was kind of magical in a bad way. So Christmas Evil is about this guy who, okay, he sees Mommy kissing Santa Claus, although she wasn't kissing Santa Claus. She's done a lot more with Santa Claus. And, right. it, and it disturbs she him. She saw Mommy blowing Santa Claus. Basically. And it fucks him up. Well, it was his dad dressed as Santa. Right. But it, it fucked him up. So he had that to live with. And as an adult, I think he was working at a store, like a toy factory. And he loved Christmas. And I think he either gets fired. Or, and so he starts slowly going insane. Mm-hmm. He dresses as Santa. And the movie is not like a wall-to-wall slasher. It kind of shows him slowly going insane. Initially, right. he goes and tries to give his kids toys. And he like he does good things as Santa Claus. Yeah, he's a good person, I feel like. Yeah, but then he's also creepy because in his neighborhood, he starts writing down who's naughty or nice as he's like spying on the neighborhood That's kids. Right. Yeah, And then something happens where people fuck with him. These yuppies fuck with him. And then he just snaps and he like stabs one in the eye kills him and kills another one with that hatchet and then he just goes on a fucking rampage right he's just this monster but i don't want to spoil it i guess spoil it okay so this movie ends number one it's there's it's, a it's, showdown there's a there's showdown, a showdown the where all these children get behind him because they think he's santa claus i mean he gives a little girl a switchblade for christmas it's great i actually like i liked that part that was a I, great part i feel like the i feel like the children getting on his side made me like the movie more yeah all right so this whole dark movie this guy's slowly going insane right it's a very bleak movie at the very end when he's on the run because he has this van and he paints a sleigh on the side and it's this white rape van. I mean, and he drives oh, off the, this bridge, only it keeps flying away at the end. It flies away into, like, the moonlight. So this bleak, shitty, crazy movie has this weird, whimsical ending out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, it, it's the only bit of non-realism. To, it's the only bit of magic in the whole thing, right? right. There's I no other it. magic that happens. No, no, no. It's out of no. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. It's just totally ridiculous. And so I love that part. I feel like they had like a very, very small like post-production budget. And like they were shooting the end scene. They're like, oh, no, we forgot to use the post-production budget. Let's just have him like float off into the into the night because we can afford it now right got the extra money no yeah i i guess i i mean i don't know i know that this is that wasn't in the script i bet i don't know but it's it's wonderful and awful and supposedly this movie is john waters favorite christmas movie which which makes a lot of sense you know he had he always does christmassy type things and in female female yeah female trouble okay He's got a scene where Dawn Davenport, played by Divine, she she's wants these this pair of cha-cha heels for Christmas, and she doesn't get them, and she ends up like throwing a fit, and she knocks over the Christmas tree, and then she runs away, and, and her mother just keeps going, not on Christmas, not on Christmas. <laughs> and so I feel like that's that's his version of uh, Christmas Evil. Okay. Yeah. Grant, good. Now I got to see that now. I got to watch that. I skipped ahead, though. This wasn't the first slasher film with a Santa Claus. Although, I talk about Tales from the Crypt. That was just like one story, and it was one crazy guy. But as far as the actual slasher film, I I skipped ahead. The first appearance of a murderer dressed as Santa was a film called To All a Good Night. Okay. It's a 1980 horror film. I mean, so it came out the same year as Christmas Evil. 
And actually, Christmas Evil was filmed then. I think it wasn't widely released until 83, but I'll talk about why that's important. But 1980, to all a good night, is is only notable because, again, it's the first time that someone put on a Santa suit and started killing a bunch of people. Fun fact, it was directed by the guy who played the villain in Last House on the Left. Oh, really? It's the only movie ever directed. But yeah, yeah, that's an interesting fact. Okay. And it's awful. It's poorly done. There's one scene that's worth a shit where that's Killer Santa kills people with an airplane propeller. Hmm. He just he kills them with a plane. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. So there you go. Inventive. So those two movies are interesting. Okay, so we've got Christmas Evil and Tall Good Night. Why that's important is there was no controversy in these movies. I know people are worried about Santa, I think. You know, Santa's like the the holy grail of kids' shit. Sure, you know? don't fuck with Santa. Don't fuck with Santa. Right. But they did fuck with Santa, but that didn't, it didn't nothing they came were, of it. They were people that were, those were people that were imp- impersonating Santa. They were, not Santa. But not actual Santa. Right. These are just people in Santa suits. But again, you know, if some kid watched this movie, Santa killing something, you'd think that people would be upset about it. But sure. they weren't with these two movies. However... There was a movie from 1984 called Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, and yeah. holy shit, did shit hit the fan. I don't know if I've seen it or not. I remember the video cassette cover from the video store, right. which was a chimney with a Santa arm coming out of it holding an axe. I right. remember that part. It was a snow-covered roof with the chimney. Right. And it's Silent so Night, Deadly I'm going to find out whether I've seen it, because I'm guessing you're going to explain it to me. I am going to explain it. And it's very similar to Christmas Evil in that some kid had a traumatic experience as a kid that mm-hmm. had something to do with Christmas, and then he grows up and he's fucked up. So it, the film focused on this young boy who witnesses his parents' brutal murder at the the hands of a man clad in a Santa Claus suit. Okay. And then he grows up in this crazy Catholic orphanage, of, of course. And then he goes, he slowly goes crazy, and then he dons a Santa suit and goes on a killing rampage himself. Okay. When this movie, before it was even released, when the commercials came out, it starts out and it's like this nice Christmas commercial, and then, it's, you know, the narrator start, suddenly starts saying, you know, you're fucked, it's Santa Claus is going to kill you. It was the night before Christmas when all through the house... Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. You've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. Silent night. Deadly night. parents group saw this and freaked the fuck out right sure now i don't know why this happened here what year 84 84 okay so this is a so the climate at the time and i think we need to shed some light on this parents groups were coming out against music i think the pmrc the parents musical research center but around that time period their parents groups were worried about the content i don't know if you remember i think that ties into this parents groups were worried about occult kids were going to (laughs) be satanists do you remember this yeah the dungeons and dragons thing thing, and like that was all the stuff that they, Ugh, so they were offended by every fucking religious groups were offended by every fucking yeah, thing. Of course. If you remember, and if you, you can watch the thriller video, Michael Jackson's thriller video, there's a disclaimer at the beginning that said this movie does not 
advocate the occult. That's how crazy shit was. Oh my God. And that came out in what, 83? So that was a year before this. So even a fucking Michael Jackson video had to put a disclaimer saying this isn't advocating the occult. Everyone's seen the thriller video. Yeah. How can you mistake that had anything to do with the occult? <laughs> and it's also, it's like the most PG rated, like. It's absolutely, n- <laughs> yeah, n- nothing. Uh, it's offensive. just all in good fun. So it's just hard to imagine that somebody was like, you know what? This is going to ruin the morality of children right. everywhere. Like, just like, shut up. So on the heels of that, I think that's why, where all this outcry came against this movie. And so before it even was released, parents groups were protesting and they were, there was on the news and they were, and I think they got the ad pulled. Mm-hmm. The movie was released on November 9th, 1984. And I'll tell you how much money it did and what business it did. But when it was released, again, the backlash was fast and furious. There's a, and it's online, I'm going to post it. Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel fucking annihilated this movie sure. as far. They, they fucking hate, I mean, they hated this movie. And they were on there even saying, uh, like, Gene Siskel started naming the people who made this movie to say, just so you know, these are the people that made this this shitty movie. Right. We fucking hate he it. He wanted people to go to their houses and, like, right. with, like, torches. Siskel yeah. even said that this is blood money they're making. Really? And, and, people and, and, love Santa Claus, I guess. People and Roger Ebert was Santa like, Claus. this is the worst type of exploitation well, and let me let me back that up. Let me say something about that. So I watched their actual, you know, at the movies episode about yeah. this. And they, they raked this movie of the coals. And no, it's not a good movie if you've seen it. And I have nothing against Roger Ebert. May rest in peace. I like them as a film critic. But he has no room to tell anybody about an exploitation movie. Beyond he, the beyond, Valley of the he Dolls. He wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls which with is basically Russ like, Meyer. If you're a gay man, then you're a murderer. Right. Like, that's the and twist he, ending. He to wrote beyond it with Valley Russ Meyer, the exploitation fucking king. Right. Of the '60s, so like, who knew critiquing had, exploitation like, movies? Such a boner for Santa Claus, like I, everybody did at the time. But I'm not really sure what, why, how that shifted because again, these other two movies came out, and nobody said shit. Right. However, looking into it a little bit more, I think it's because they weren't released widely, yeah. and I think Christmas Evil was a Canadian film, I believe, yeah, so it wasn't released, movies. and there would be movies that yeah. didn't really get a lot of attention. Silent this was Night, a, Deadly Night was a, was a, yeah. It came out internationally, all across the theaters. Interesting point, it came out on November 9th, 1984, and of course there were people protesting or whatever, but a lot of people went to see it. Of course. It, I'm it sure that nothing but help. It's premiere weekend, it outgrossed the first Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> That was out. I think we released the same night. It, it beat it. Yeah. It was a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. The movie made when it was initially released two million four hundred ninety one thousand dollars. Jeez. But what happened was six days later, because of all these protests, they yanked it from theaters. Really? It was yanked from theaters and just dropped. Well, there's a number of reasons for this, I think. Well, obviously they were getting bad press. But again, controversy is controversy. People are paying to see it because it's I mean, making money. I saw it on video. Yeah. It's a shitty movie. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, word of mouth, if everybody's protesting, of course you want to go see it. But they yanked it six days after it was released. And it was hard to tell why. So why do you think this movie got pulled? I mean, um, I'm, initially, I would say because they thought maybe they could make more money on VHS release. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it did okay when it was finally released on VHS. And actually, it was re-released, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but no, I think, and from what I researched, I think it's because... Well, first of all, and this happened around this time period, Coca-Cola bought Columbia Pictures. Okay. Right, And that Columbia was a partner of TriStar, which released this movie. And mm-hmm. I think Coca-Cola was like... 
We don't, we don't want our names on this. We don't want a Santa Claus killing people. We're a brand for children. And I'm wondering if that was the time frame. Do you remember the whole Coca-Cola bears? Even though I don't think that was the 80s, but you know what Santa Claus is drinking a Coke? Yeah. I know there were commercials. I don't know if that was that time frame. Yeah, boy, if that but, like if that had happened in the internet age, yeah. it would have been so many memes of like Santa Claus. I know. It's great. So pressure from the new boss, Coca-Cola, was one of the reasons they think this was yanked. Makes sense. Yeah. So um, who knows? And I mean, again, people were complaining so much about it. What's interesting is that 1985, just a year later, that May, it was re-released in limited theaters again, but they took Santa Claus off of it. Okay. It just had some of the controversy on there, like the most controversial movie. It was banned or whatever. So they played the controversy, but they didn't show Santa Claus with an axe going down the chimney. They just showed, like, audience reaction. There's a picture of it on the internet we can put on the site. It did modest business then, but they, they played up more the controversy from before than... And then it died its death on video, and that was that. And that but, yeah, it was huge controversy at the time. Wow. What's interesting on that, too, is that they made sequels. They made, like, four sequels of this movie, all on video. All forgettable. Except number two. Did you, did you ever watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2? I don't even think I've seen the original. When you would describe it, I feel like I have not seen it. Okay, and you're not missing much. Well, two, I mean, it's bad, and it's basically a recap of the first one. Mm-hmm. Right? The killer from the original, his brother is in an insane asylum, and he talks about what happened in the first movie. And then bro- the brother's name is Ricky, and he talks about what happened when his big brother went out and killed everybody. And then Ricky goes on a rampage himself. Okay. Now, the only thing to distinguish this movie, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because this is the movie that has the guy with the gun that goes, Garbage Day, and shoots somebody. Oh. And they phone. It's from that movie. Garbage really? Day. Yeah. And oh, okay. Somebody. All right. So that became a meme. Yeah, yeah. It's the only thing about this movie that's worth a shit. Okay. Everything else is lame, but that's the oh, only part that, that survived. from, from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 was that Garbage Day meme. Got it. Yeah, so, and that's what happened with the Silent Night, Daily Night series. So, for the rest of the 80s, after this movie, the controversy was just so huge, and there was such a huge backlash, that no other Killer Santa movies came out, except the sequels that were released on video, and and no one ever saw them, really. No other Killer Santa movie came out. Now, there was a couple of things in the 90s. There were two movies that were killer Santa movies, and they were both serial killer in a Santa suit killing people. Um, one was called Satan Claus, and that's nice. That was from 1996. Both okay. of these were actually 1996. The other one was called Santa Claus, as in C-L-A-W-S. And that was a I feel killer. like I've heard of that one. They were forgettable, right. and nothing happened. If you notice the pattern here, all these Santa Clauses doing bad things... We're actually people dressed up as Santa Claus. Right. There's ne- there up until this point, or I guess ever, there's never been. Yeah. There's no like Santa Claus like goes off the rails, murders Mrs. Claus, right, and then like starts murdering people right. until 2005. Okay. When a movie came out called Santa's Slay. Mm-hmm. Santa's Slay. Well, it started pro wrestler Bill Goldberg, who was a big deal in the early 2000s as a wrestler. Sure. Why are you looking at me like I know anything about? I know. Wrestlers? I realized yeah. my mistake mm-hmm. when I said that. And they retconned the whole Santa uh, myth, and that he was actually a demon, but he lost a curling match with an angel or some shit, and he had to spend a thousand years being good to children and giving them gifts. Well, that probation ended. Oh, the thousand the, years was up, and he was like, "It's on." 
And so he went and started murdering people. Ooh, I like that. It was a dark comedy. I watched a little bit of it. It didn't seem bad. And I think it's because they went more over-the-top comedy with it that sure. nobody was really offended by. But it was the first movie where it was the actual Santa Claus character and not someone dressed up as Santa right, Claus yeah. that was going on a killing spree. According to the Book of Claus, Santa, Satan's only son, lost a bet and was forced to spread Christmas cheer. But now... All bets are off. Santa? Yes, there is a Santa Claus. Santa's on the loose! This holiday season, lock your doors. Bolt the windows. And block the chimney. Cause naughty or nice, Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa's sleigh. I hate children. And what's funny about this movie is it's got some, like James Caan and Fran Drescher and some other notable people are in this movie. This is from 2005? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I guess people needed to pay some back taxes. I don't know. Okay. It didn't seem bad. And I think it has a sort of uh-huh. cultish. Put that on my list. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. That's cute. Another one. Is a movie from Finland. This is from 2010 called Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. No, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. It's weird as fuck. And I'll give you some uh, info on the story. It's on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. It's in this like small town. And I guess a bunch of reindeer herders live there. And this this kid, his dad is a reindeer herder. Right, right. And there's these archaeologists that are digging in this mountain close by. And they find something and they blow it up. When they do, like children start missing and like reindeer start getting killed, and they think that maybe they awoke Santa Claus. And Wait, so they, you said they find something and they blow it up. They blow up like the hole to get it out. They extract oh, something, I so see, they I blow see. like a, and they think it's like some sort of burial mound or something. But whatever's in there is still alive. Okay. Anyway, as they go along, they they catch what they think is Santa Claus, this guy in a red suit who doesn't talk. It's this creepy old man, and they have him in a cage. So that's basically the plot. Santa Claus gets caught by some of these reindeer herders while this excavation is going on. Turns out, slight spoiler, the person they catch is actually one of Santa's helpers. And they're not like small, like elves or like tall, creepy old men. Matter of fact, there's a bunch of male nudity in this. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's a fun fact. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, the real Santa Claus is like some massive demon, and so they have to try to stop Santa Claus. And Santa Clauses are like his helpers? Well, his helpers are these other, like, old men that are helping Santa Claus. But the real Santa Claus is, that is the like, male first, nudity, old man? It's old a man. bunch of old man male nudity. I'll skip it. Hmm? I'll skip it. It's not much of it. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, you were trying to sell this movie to me by male nudity. But no, 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 no. I wasn't trying. That's I wasn't not trying, a selling point. I wasn't trying to sell it to you through Got it. male okay. nudity. I'm just pointing that out that that was theirs. So. Understood. Understood. Yeah. So I want to point this out. Since this film is from Finland, the Santa Claus depicted here is actually more from the Finnish folklore of Santa Claus. Okay. And I'm going to say this wrong, but it's based more on Julupuki. Julupuki? I'm fucking it all up. J-O-U-L-U-P-U-K-K-I is how it's spelled. I don't know how the fuck you say it. Julupuki? Yeah. Okay. And it's a Finnish Christmas figure. Sounds like, oh, I just took a... A big old massive julepookie. You just pissed off all the Finnish people. Oh no, that's so, fine. I don't care. But it literally means Christmas goat. Yeah, I know. Okay, all right. And so this one has hooves and horns. So it's depicted sometimes as you know being ugly and grotesque and scaring children. So here you've got this evil Christmas story. But number one, it's from another country. 
And it's more of a finished myth of Santa Claus, which fits into that legend that he could be scary and creepy right, sure. and punish the fuck out of kids. And so that's not really offensive because it's part of that lure. And actually, the movie's not gory. It's actually more, not whimsical, but it's more of an adventure story. Yeah, sure. So it's got some creepiness to it. And of course, you know, children go missing and whatever. But it's not like a gore film or it's whatever. It's not a slasher movie, yeah. It's definitely not a slasher movie, but it, you know, so I think as the Christmas character, I don't think it would offend any sensibilities, and since there's absolutely no controversy about it, and it's actually gotten good reviews, it's, it's a cute movie. Great. So we're in the 2000s, and already we have two movies that talk about the Santa character mm-hmm. being a killer. And both of these characters, if you notice, so we've got the Finnish Santa, we've got some weird, you know, whatever Santa's sleigh is, which is just sort of a jokey version and uh, Santa's a demon or whatever. But both of those depictions actually are very close to Krampus. Mm-hmm. And if for those of you who don't know who Krampus will, well, by the time this comes out, you probably will because there's a movie, an American movie come out called Krampus, and I'm really excited to see it. Yeah. It stars Adam Scott, and it's basically the... And Muriel, from Muriel's Wedding. Yes, and Tony um, and the girl from Fargo, from the last season of Fargo. I can't think of her name. Oh, Allison yeah. something. I can't yeah. think of her name. But she's going to be in it, too, so good for her. Yeah. But what Krampus is, the anti-Santa Claus, and it's from, I guess, Austrian myth. And it's the anti-Santa Claus. He has horns, and he has hooves. Yeah, he's scary. Very similar to the Finnish Jolupuki. Yeah, Jolupuki. It's like a massive Jolupuki. It's awful. And he punishes children. He has chains, and he's, it's really awful. And if you ever see the pictures of Krampus, he's always, like, t- fucking with kids. It's great. He's dressed in rags, and he comes out with chains. And he's the original bringer of coal and bad stuff. We, I think uh, over here with our Santa Claus, you know, we combine Krampus and Santa, and he's, like, he judges if you're bad or good. It's still like kind of ju- creepy. I like a judgmental Santa, Yeah, though. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But they have Krampus, who's just, like, the anti-Santa, and he just fuck, he's there to fuck with kids. Dick, yeah. So. So I think those depictions come more from Krampus. And I think going forward, when you have the the holiday evil character, you'll see depictions more like Krampus. That way you don't offend people who love Santa Claus. People can still enjoy a good holiday-themed movie. Oh, Krampus, yeah, we know he's bad. Right. And you that's, can, like, see. have a bad Santa movie without a bad Santa. Yeah, because I feel even with all these years gone by and, you know, we're jaded now, nobody really wants to pull the trigger and have a homicidal Santa. Like, they don't want to have, right. like, you're right, killing Mrs. Claus, killing all the elves, and just going and saying, fuck it. I feel like I'm there is him. a hole in the market, and someone needs to make, to make a homicidal. A just, like, really offensive, like, NC-17 Santa Claus like movie. Santa Claus like not somebody dressed movie. up but no like, like, like Santa actual Santa of myth is fucking crazy like the Santa from Elf buries an axe in Buddy's skull they use like mi- like un- midget people, like dwarf elves and he murders all of them <laughs> just like, a total it just needs to be like offensive to every single human being on the planet right yeah agreed yeah. All right, Kickstarter. Someone, someone make Let's that. make it happen. Yeah, and we will we'll put it on the we'll show. We'll review it. Yeah, exactly. So let me go back because we've got these supernatural Santa Claus and Krumpus movies. And I'm, again, I'm excited about Krumpus. I want to go back a little bit to the slasher Santa Claus, especially because there was a remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm-hmm. And it's important because it's partially based on a true story. In 2008... There's an incident that occurred called the Covina Massacre, and it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It occurred on Christmas perking Eve. Yeah. You've heard of it? No, I said I'm perking up. Okay. Yeah. The killer was a 45-year-old guy named Bruce Jeffrey Pardo, because, of course, they always use all three names when you're a mass murderer. Mm-hmm. And he showed up to his in-law's house in California in the suburbs of L.A., and he dressed as Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And he had a gift in his hand. He also had a gun, and he oh, shot no. and killed nine people. Oh, 
Oh god. I know it's fucked up. Just yeah, he shot up a bunch of people, and then in the package was You're a home. This up. I am not making. Right, he, it was a was homemade it? flamethrower, and he torched the place. And then he went on the run, and then he ended up killing himself. So Aaron imitates life because Silent Night from 2012, a loose remake of Silent Night Deadly Night from 1984. Right. It is about a small town sheriff and deputy who are on the hunt for this murderous Santa Claus is terrorizing their community, the small town. And it's on Christmas Eve. And it's difficult because there's the streets are full of all these Santas because it's like a Santa parade. Oh, so they got to track down mm-hmm. the actual murdering Santa. And he's basically hiding in plain sight. Let me tell you about Christmas. It ain't all candy canes and pretty lights. I heard this story. This fella dressed as Santa. He said about killing them that was naughty. Creep. Every year... A new town. Everyone knows that story. Christmas. The number one holiday for people going nuts. Listen, we've got a lead on our killer from the motel. He's wearing a Santa suit and a mask. Hiding in plain sight. Christmas Eve is the scariest damn night of the year. One thing I want to point out in this movie is that Malcolm McDowell's in it. Really? Yeah. Gosh. He plays the sheriff. So, again, oh, you know, hey. Dear. I mean, How you need far to... are we fallen? I know. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. And the character in this movie also uses a flamethrower to kill people. Oh, Some really? of this is loosely based Ooh. off that real-life massacre. I'm not touching that. But also... Zero controversy accompanied this movie when it came out. I feel like people don't care anymore. I don't think so either. And I think... Well, I, think also, I think Christmas is so commoditized... I feel like people. I feel like people are just like, eh, whatever. I mean, I guess so. Looking this up, I don't think it was that widely released. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. And since you hadn't heard of it, I'd heard yeah. a little bit about it before, but I mean, not. It wasn't widely advertised. I think that's another reason that it didn't. And it was a few years after this horrible actual massacre. That maybe, but still, I mean, come on, you based it off a of real life tragedy. It's kind of fucked up, but it right. still didn't garner any controversy. But I mean, that I could also, tell. like, and I could be completely wrong about this, but like, I feel like, I mean, what was the last big movie that had a huge controversy behind it? I, I mean, I think about things like Aloha, you know, which sure. you know had which had some r- racial problems. But, like, when was the last time that we had a Showgirls or, you know, we had a Cannibal Holocaust? I mean, the last major one where people were protesting this, I mean, was Silent Night, Deadly Night. So could you think of anything? Yeah, I mean, you know, the gays are mad about Stonewall, the movie that just came out, because they they thought that it whitewashed it. You know, I'm sorry, all of mine are race issues. Well, no, that's fine. I don't I don't remember protests, out and out protests or having it pulled from protest. theater type Protesting of things. Protesting a movie is so lame. Like, <laughs> well, it is. It was cool back in the day, but now it's just like, shut up. Well, yeah. And I don't, I just can't think of a movie that yeah, I mean, people like, were out front with picket signs saying, right. no, go see I this mean, movie. I mean, the Christian groups did not care for Harry Potter, you know, and I sure. think they did it. But I don't think there's been a big, giant protest of a movie in the past 10 years. Not anything like fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. That I can think of within this millennium, yeah. you know. So I, mean, I don't know if you listener can I think mean, of something, God, give us send us an one. email. Well, there was, I mean, no, comment. but it's it's like the, this wasn't protest. Like there was a lot of controversy around that the movie The Blind Side had some race problems in it, which it did. again, yeah, but again, no one was picketing these movies right, and right. saying they were ruining youth or whatever. It was just people were bitching about yeah, it. People no bitch about everything. Like, so. Pull this movie from the theaters, right? Yeah. Nobody said that. I'm, All right, someone fact check us because there's something that we're missing. I'm sure. All right, someone um, fact check us. Either way. So that being the case, 
I can say that 28 years later, nobody gives a shit. After mm-hmm. this latest Silent Night, even with some parts of it that were based on a true story, and it actually was much gorier, supposedly, than the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. Sure. But at this point, nobody gave a shit. Yep. However... If you look at it overall, and this is the point I want to make, considering all the, the years and generations that Santa Claus has been depicted in movies, there's very few that have pictured him in a bad light. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. You know, and the ones that did mostly Santa's pictured him. Santa's kind of sacred. He's, He's like Jesus. Sacred. It's like, don't fuck with Jesus. Right. Of course, they, there is like Jesus Christ, like zombie hunter, or in there one like vampire hunter. There's one, I don't know, I'm there's sure a Jesus there Christ, is. some. There's some Rock Me Sexy Jesus. Oh, yeah, but, that's a good one. But in general, you know, it's like leave Jesus alone. Well, and leave Santa alone for the most part. Yeah. Or at least you can dress up as Santa, I guess, and kill people. Yeah. But don't have Santa kill people. Sure. But, you know, I, I can understand that. And I look at it this way for a lot of people, Santa Claus was like. Not for everybody, obviously, but for a lot of people, that was like one shared belief everybody believed in when they were kids. Not everybody, but a lot of people, a lot of kids did. And even though that was like probably the first bit of disillusionment you've ever had when you found out he wasn't real. Spoiler, Santa Claus isn't real. But still. He's white, though. He's white, though. He is white. A lot of people were probably disappointed that Santa Claus didn't exist. But that doesn't mean they want him to go around killing people. Right. Right. So I think maybe that's why people are protective of Santa. You know, it's one of the few innocent things that you can make kids happy about and shit like that. And good news, now we have Krumpus, so we can use Krumpus to murder people. Mm-hmm. On that note, what did I miss? I bet I know what you're going to bring up. Yeah, Bad Santa. Bad you Santa. You know, for some reason... So you're talking about the movie Bad Santa starring Billy Bob Thornton that came out, what, five, ten years ago? Five years ago? I think it was a little bit longer than that, but um, I love Billy Bob Thornton. I know that I'm one of the only people in the world, but I just think he's I a like great him. actor. He's great. I thought he was great in the movie. I, I liked the abrasiveness of Billy Bob Thornton I in this thought movie. about bringing him up. I've seen parts of that movie. I haven't seen the whole yeah. thing. I know I need to watch it, but... Because I kind of wanted to beeline into this whole murderous Santa thing instead of talking about just like, oh, this guy's an alcoholic in a Santa suit. Because, right. he, I mean, you got Dan Aykroyd dressed as Santa no, there's in training so many. places. There's you so many do, different could, things. We could do seven different episodes on Santa Claus portrayals in film. Right. I'm glad that you focused on the only one that I care about is when he kills people. Right. Yeah, um, I figured. I, but I, I did, did like you. the idea of a real bad Santa, you know, a yeah. drunk that plays Santa at, at the holidays you yeah. know, in malls. Uh, I thought that was good. Let me think, what else? I, I, this is a little off topic, but like, have there ever been a female Santa? I feel like it would be great if we just had a female Santa. I think they, there should be. I guess they think that since there's a Mrs. Claus, that's good enough. But you know what? Damn it, we have a female Mrs. Peter Claus Pan. Sucks. We should have like, a female Santa. Mrs. Claus sucks. Like, she has no personality. She's just like this fat old lady. So like, the Santa Claus reboot, it'll be a female Santa. Watch. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. When they reboot the Santa Claus, those Tim Allen movies, it's going to be with a female it should Santa. Be with a just, female. Like, just like female Ghostbusters. Yeah. Be, there you go. Thank, you're welcome, Hollywood. I expect my royalty check. One last thing. One last thing that has nothing to do with these movies, but I want to talk about it. The thing I was scared of at Christmas time, and I wanted to ask you this, and I think you have the same answer. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, you know, some people were scared of Santa. They cried when they were in Santa's lap. They're like, oh, I'm scared of Santa. I was not afraid of Santa, okay. but I was fucking scared yeah. of Bruce the Spruce. Yeah. Tell everybody what the hell that is. So if you're from Virginia, <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. like Tom and I are uh, originally... There was this thing at, you said it was at a mall. It was at Newmarket Mall, which is no longer there. I feel like I saw that's it at not right. I they might have like, had one at Richmond, too. I used I to feel go to like Richmond. We used to go to Miller and Rhodes, which was a department store, and get our pictures taken, me and yeah. my sister, with Santa Claus. And they also had Bruce the Spruce. And Bruce the Spruce was a giant Christmas tree that wasn't a Christmas tree. It was made out of like metal or plastic or something like this. Right. 
and it talked. And it was like, I guess it had a person behind it because I think it recognized you. It, you would be like, you would like go up and it would be like, hi, little boy wearing the plaid jacket. Because it was the 80s, so I right. wore a plaid jacket. Of course. It like knew who you were. It knew who you were and it, it was going to get you. And it was terrifying. It was, I mean, it it was, was fucking scary. really scary. It's scary. You sent me a picture of it and I was like, don't do that. Don't funny. ever do that's that again. That's not funny. Right. Like so, that thing was scary. It was scary. And we're going to put it on the site. Yeah. Bruce, Bruce the, the fucking Spruce, Spruce was yeah. scary. And I think you're right. I think somebody was like a Wizard of Oz type of thing that don't pay attention to the person behind the curtain there was somebody like around the corner you know and they had like a mic because right. it was like it it had this little the pneumatic mouth, mouth moved. And, it, it, yeah. and it was scary and it just like hey little boy and you know it's like feed me children or whatever it yeah, was it fucking was... creepy as shit yeah and Bruce's like... Bruce scared me so I, I had to bring that up as horrible Ugh. horrifying holiday cheer shit holidays are I don't know yeah Ugh. I know you love the holidays but I'm I just like, like decorating and drinking yeah. getting drunk and well holidays. I like the getting drunk part too and I like not having to go to work but <laughs> no, that's great I feel like all the I'm glad when they're over when they're over I'm glad yeah it's a relief yeah it's, it's a good relief. so yeah. and but you and I hang out at the holidays and get drunk and for a while that was the only time we saw each other it was the holidays, was, yeah, so. the holidays and now we yeah. see each other and we record these shows yep. so I don't know do you have anything to add I just had to finish off with Bruce the fucking Spruce because no, I, I just agree. wanted to we'll horrify you on it. maybe we can find some video and put it on there I'm in looking terrifying children any viewers who have video Bruce the Spruce please send that to us because I want to just keep playing it over and over in front of Slate no, to watch him cry no it's scare me so here I am with Bruce the Spruce hi Bruce Hi, boys and girls. How are you doing? Yeah, I came from the North Pole. That's where I live most of the years with Santa Claus. Oh, and what's your job now that you're over here at the Neville? Well, I'm here as a representative of Santa Claus's to get boys and girls into the Christmas spirit. And you're the only tree in the whole enchanted forest that talks. How's that? So you're a magical tree. Yeah, well, you know, I've got Christmas magic in me. When the boys and girls come to visit the Neville and see this display, do you talk to them? Oh, yeah, yeah, I like it. So, Merry Christmas to all the kids out there from Bruce the Spruce. Well, that's it. I, I mean, I think we've really shared a lot of ho- I think we've holiday joy. I think Santa's. I think we have that Hollywood also exploited. Yeah, and I think going forward, finally they'll hear the demand for the actual yeah, killer Santa, Santa movie. gone wild. I hope yeah. so. On that note, all right, last episode. Um, last so episode. We'll so, see you next season. Yeah, have a good holiday and have a happy new year. And we will see you this spring on season two. Thanks for listening to Slums of Film. Wait, hold up for a minute. We're not done yet. We have to talk about Krampus because we managed to both see it. Yep, separately, but we did see it. Yeah, since our last time together when we were recording the Christmas episode. Krampus, what did you think of it? I liked it. I didn't love it. I agree with you. I liked it as well. I liked it a lot. I mean, it was well made, well done, and it had a bit of darkness to it you know it was it was sort of like the feel bad movie of the year but it was the pg-13 thing really bothered me it bothered I, me i as don't well. know why it bothered me so much because it's nice i like a nice pg-13 rated movie but i really wanted some i guess i kind of wanted him to go balls out batshit crazy with this and just i like blood and gore and guts you know and this one was a, a bit tame for my for my taste I agree. I think they were trying to go for a Gremlins vibe. But here's the thing, too. If you're not going to be gory, that's fine. 
And if you're going to be PG-13, that's also fine. But I feel like if you're going to go for the Gremlins vibe, then be sort of cynical like Gremlins was. Yeah, Gremlins was disgusting, too. Like, remember that scene where they put him in the microwave? That was disgusting. Yeah, okay. Gremlins was also gory in its own, like, way. Yeah, like, fake way. But it was also just sort of mean-spirited. And I feel like this wasn't mean-spirited enough. I agree. And I I love a mean-spirited film. Right, yeah. Um, But there were so many things to like about it. I I love the casting. Yeah, they are great, are great. I mean, I know it's a trope, but I mean, I love the opening of the slow-mo, like everyone's fighting and like beating each other down at the Black Friday sales. Oh, you that know, was whatever. amazing. I just thought I it was great. That. Like, yeah. it was it was everything. You love Christmas. I think it's stupid. Um, <laughs> and it was, and I was like, this is everything I hate about Christmas, but also probably everything that Tom loves about Christmas. I, well, I do not love beating people down shopping at Christmas, no. But, and as we mentioned during the, the earlier part of the podcast, I, I like decorating. I like putting lights up and mm-hmm. I like drinking at the holidays and yeah. that's the only thing i really like about that but but what i did enjoy at least about this movie is that you know they had the family there they had all the awkward shit that you had to deal with with your family people get together under one roof and it's like oh god you have to tolerate people that you're related to i thought they conveyed that really well i agree i thought that it was longer than i thought the whole movie was longer than it needed to be and i the also middle agree section with that. W- was where they could have cut the most out of it I this totally was a, agree with this that. would have been a really solid hour and 20 minute film yeah and it was an hour and i think 38 minutes Agreed. On that note, what did you think of the character of Krampus? Because this whole podcast that we were discussing was how Santa was bad, and now that they have uh, Krampus, and Krampus is emphasized as the bad guy, how do you think they betrayed him? <laughs> there's no Krampus. I mean, there's there's maybe a minute and a half of combined Krampus, the, which, which I thought was fine. I mean, I, I went in expecting to see a hooved you know, big giant horned monster. And really there's, there's lots of monsters in the movie, which yeah, was, true. which was delightful. I mean, yeah, by that the time the monsters started showing up, I was like, fuck yeah, this is good. This is a good film. Yeah. They had some good fucking monsters. My favorite or at least, well, the toys were my favorite. Yeah. I like the toys too. Um, Spoiler, by the way, if you're listening to this, you should have already seen fucking Krampus anyway. It's, we won't spoil the very, very ending because no. there is kind of a twist and, and I liked the twist. I liked the twist as well. And there's some certain or several, interpretations of the twist that you can go with yeah the, but the I, point I, I was, the ending i thought the ending was was pretty satisfying yeah and the point i was i'm not without giving away the twist the point i was trying to make is considering you and i thought the same way about the twist we were happy with it like yeah. i liked how yeah, it, i agree yeah so if, if i had any complaints it was just that i thought that the middle really sagged and i would have liked a little bit more gore definitely more like gore. no one really died like the characters would be like ah and then disappear and you're like oh are they dead i don't i don't know yeah like, they are they coming used back like you kind of felt like that. they were coming back anyway but like no spoilers here but like they could have killed them they could have killed them in the scenario and it would have been fine pretty much yeah, yeah they could have done some pretty harsh shit to them yep. and considering how the toys and everything else were you know all the other elements were pretty fucked up. Like yeah. there was, you know, if you've seen the trailer, you know, there's like a jack in the box with teeth. Yeah. And there's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And then they have the what I'm gonna call like the angel doll. Yeah. What the really, fuck was that? That thing? was great. Yeah. But that was like and like up. the gingerbread man, I thought were terrific. I like them. Like, they were, they I, were I don't good. know. I just I really loved it. It kind of just breaks out into like full out mayhem about I would say thirty minutes before the ending, and I kind of wish that it had broke out into mayhem about forty five minutes before the ending, and oh, then the whole second act of the movie could have just been like batshit you know, crazy. To, just and to, it could have just been a two two act story. You know, it's like what happens before and then what happens after, and you're out. 
I will say to go along with that, you're right. It got dangerously close to like Evil Dead Two levels mm-hmm. of mayhem, which I was really hoping it was just going to go. I kind of was too, but it never quite made that. But you could tell, like, if they just said, "Okay, we're going to make an R-rated movie," they probably would have gone that way. And yeah, I really would have liked to have seen. Yeah, that. but worth a watch. I mean, it, it was the best part of my day the day I saw it. Yeah, I agree. And one other thing, and at least talking about the character of Krampus, which in the podcast I kept calling Krampus, 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 well, I whatever. I kept typing it in to search for like movie times in New York, and I kept being like, why are they spelling it wrong? It's Krampus. Right. Tom said it's Krampus. I it's fucked Krampus. it all up. Yeah, yeah, my bad. But it's Krampus, Krampus, whatever. I like either, Krampus better, actually. I like Krampus yeah. as well, so I'm going to call him Krampus. But either way, the character of Krampus, what I liked about him, as Slate said, you don't only see him for like a minute or two, really, is that he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, if you called Krampus, which is what happened right, in this movie. summons Krampus. Then, Krampus. Um, yeah, tough shit. You're going to have to just deal with what Krampus, Krampus gives Krampus, you. Krampus. Yeah. He's uh, the one with the crimped hair. He, yeah. <laughs> whatever Krumpy. <laughs> um, whatever Krumpy decides for you, then tough shit. You're stuck with it. Yeah. So, yeah. So be careful what you wish for, kids, because if you wish for your family to disappear on Christmas, you're going to be in for some shit. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Anything else about Krampus? Krampus? I don't, I don't think so. About Krampus. No. I think it was a nice, again, not as harsh as it could be, but definitely a nice antidote to fun. holiday saccharine yeah. sweet shit. It's fun. So it was definitely a fun movie. On that note, again, Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, holidays. Tom. Thank you, listeners, for listening to us this uh, 12, these 12 episodes. episodes yeah. We're taking a break, so I think we talked about it. And we sure did. And as we said before, we'll see you this spring with season two. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the first season of Slums of Film History. You can find us on the web at slumsoffilmhistory.com where you can find links to some of the movies we talked about today as well as Bad Movie Monday, my recommendation for the most fucking awful movies that I can find on the web for your viewing enjoyment. Guys, please, please, please fact check us. And if we left something out or got something wrong, let us know in the comment section of each week's topics. We're not professionals, just two friends that love gross movies. We can't wait to start season two. We're starting in just a couple weeks, and we're going to do the most jacked up season you've ever seen. It's going to be some crazy fucked up shit, so we hope you're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it, and we're looking forward to you coming back for the next season. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks. Thanks.